Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Kathy Henry, who is co-founder of Open Peaceful Hearts Global Community, is here today to talk about how continuing to reach out in love, accepting each other's failings, and offering community-centered, compassionate conversation and meditation is one of the most effective ways that we can create lasting change as we move forward. She's also brought a special guided meditation for those of you who are fans of Open Peaceful Heart. She brought a special guided meditation for year's end. Are you ready to meet her? Kathy Henry is a marketing consultant, copywriter, and active volunteer in community organizations, including her Unitarian Universalist Church and her local hospital's parenting program. She's also active politically in the League of Women Voters, Oakland, Michigan area, and has spoken on statewide voting rights proposals. Kathy has two teenage sons, a beautiful, glamorous wife. She's The wife is intelligent and beautiful, and Kathy's past president and current legislative liaison at the high school PTA. She's passionate about educational equity, and she enjoys engaging with people in person and online about today's challenging issues. She is so passionate that I married her. You can find out about the global community that we co-founded and find free guided meditations at openpeacefulheart.com. Kathy, welcome back to Out of the Fog. And I always thought you married me for my money. That's what... Wait, you have money? (laughs) No, Um. I do not. So I think you... I think your premonition was off on that one. Darn it, now my intuition's always stunk. <laughs> well, it's great to be here, so thank you for asking me to come. Oh, thank you. I loved having you on just at the end of the year last year, and I thought it would be fun to do it again as we come to the end of the year and we're kind of taking stock of the challenges and maybe the triumphs that we've had over the last 12 months. I wanted to kind of get some insight from you. People are having difficult conversations. We are more, I think, polarized from each other than maybe we ever have been. What sort of wisdom can you speak and do from your own experience having those difficult conversations and keeping it civil? How do we keep loving each other even when we are so at odds? Well, I just a few weeks ago, as you know, finished facilitating a a course called uh, Compassionate Warrior. It's a curriculum written by Dr. David Campt, C-A-M-P-T. He is um, someone who teaches about dialogue and conversation and how we talk to each other about difficult topics, um, specifically for him around issues around race. Um, And his program is called uh, Compassionate Warrior, a 30-day boot camp. And it, he also terms it an ACT, the Ally Conversation Toolkit. So it is intended for um, people who want to be white allies and who want to be able to have intelligent conversations about race with other white people. Um, but it also is really foundational for conversations about any difficult topic. And it's really, he focuses on how we need to come from a place of compassion when we are talking to people and especially points out that 
if you are seeking to change someone's mind, we never do that through arguing. That never seems to work. And also, uh, ironically, they've found in many studies that facts have the opposite effect of what you might think, that facts actually make people entrench themselves more fully in their opinion um, when they are challenged uh, in that opinion with facts that are given to them. Is That's the typical response that people have. And um, so a lot of these conversations that people are having, especially online, on Facebook, and all these social media, which I am guilty of myself, <laughs> getting in, drawn into some of these conversations, right, um, where, you know, you're bringing in facts that really what changes people's minds and what people um, are really affected by are stories. And a lot of times, especially for um, white people. I've been doing a lot of ally work with this organization called Allies for Change, which is here in Michigan, and uh, they do a lot of white ally training. And, you know, I think especially when you are part of the dominant culture, it's kind of like fish swimming in water, right? You don't know what it would be impossible for you to describe water because you're just in it all the time. And as part of the dominant culture, it's hard for us to see that culture and how that culture affects both us um, and the people around us um, and how it affects our community, how it affects our government, how it affects really everything uh, that we do. So when we look at it, coming at it from that, from that place of story, not just me understanding my own story as the fish who is surrounded by water and may not know anything else, but as we start to kind of open up to hear other people's stories, especially people who may hold opposing views, people who we may not trust or who may not trust us. And whether we're talking about race or we're talking about politics or we're talking about our families, mm-hmm. or we're, I mean, there's, there are so many things that we can get triggered and um, like um, polarized over. How can we bring in that idea of, of story? And I know that's foundational to the work that you and I have done in creating Opening the Peaceful Heart, Mm -hmm. how can we use that idea of story as a place to start compassionate conversation? I think the first place um, and the place that we started with um, Compassionate Warrior and David Camp's work is learning your stories and knowing your own stories. A lot of times we lose track of our own stories or we don't really know what our story is or why we came to hold the opinions that we have. Mm. Um, we don't really necessarily know that. It just it just is a part of us that we maybe have never really explored. You know, why do I think a certain, uh, why do I hold some certain opinion? Or, you know, why do I think that this other person is quote unquote wrong? Um, and it, we also, uh, the other really interesting thing about facilitating this group, it was a group of about 16 people, and probably 10 of them um, were retired. And so, um, and even the people who weren't retired, right, We the way that we surround ourselves with people who have the same opinions we have, we don't really, you know, we don't run around and seek out conflict. 
Um, that's not what most people do. Some people do. You know, some people enjoy that and, and will go out and, and seek that out. But most people avoid conflict. And so they will choose to surround themselves with people um, who think like they do. And who um, and, and they'll also choose, I think what often happens to people, especially in these kind of holiday situations or where they're with friends, is somebody will say something that um, is offensive, is either racially offensive or is offensive in some, just in some other way. And we won't say anything because it's easier to say nothing. And then we go away from that feeling bad that we said nothing. And part of it, too, is that we don't know what to say. We don't know how to have a conversation with someone in a compassionate way, how to, and really the, the way to come at it is to ask questions. So, and to ask them questions. Why, why do they think, um, you know, why do they have that opinion? What experience have they had that has brought them to that opinion? And then I think the other really important thing to understand is that you're never, you know, if you are seeking to shift someone's understanding about um, a topic, you're never going to do that in a single conversation. And that all you're really doing is probably maybe you're cracking open that door for them a tiny bit. And so maybe the next time something comes around, they might think about it in a slightly different way. And you will may never know the you know the fruit of your <laughs> of your labor in this in this work, but that's okay um, as long as you are coming at it with integrity and with compassion for other people. Um, you know you really it's it's hard to go wrong when you come at it from that kind of intention. Well, and with a willingness, a curiosity, and a willingness to explore. One of the things I love about the guided meditations that you've written for Open Peaceful Heart is that they center on a kind of an, what's the right way? They center on a kind of an inner exploration that then takes us into the outer world with a changed view. Does that make sense from what you're doing? Can you say, I want you to share that meditation Mm -hmm. and can you first say a little bit about open peaceful heart and and what you are thinking about or what you're intending as you write the guided meditations for that group so when i go to write um, a meditation for open peaceful heart i try to think of something that would open a person up to their wider community that it's not just a meditation um, about you individually i think there are a lot of meditations out there about that where you um where you think about uh, think about yourself or you are going inward and having peaceful time that is really about you. And that's very important too. I think that's, you know, I'm not saying that that's not important. That's extremely important, I think. But the purpose really of Open Peaceful Heart was about community and, um, and how, how can we be with each other in an open and peaceful way and um, and so that's really what I think about when I'm writing these meditations is how how can I both look at the individual person and also that individual within a community of some kind. So um, Open Peaceful Heart is a monthly free 15-minute guided meditation call that Kathy and I do sometimes wearing our pajamas, sometimes wearing grown-up clothes um, from the little um, – studio set up in our home. We do that the first Sunday of every month, and she writes the guided meditations, and we 
and open that up to people from all over the world who want to come in and spend 15 minutes focusing not on trying to convince each other of anything, but just focusing on the words and the idea of peace in our hearts and peace in the world. And Kathy's created a meditation to bring to the airwaves today so that as you're listening to that, you can maybe have a, a kind of a little glimpse of that opening yourself. Would you go ahead and share that meditation? Sure. And I also wanted to say that um, if you want to sign up, if I've updated the website properly, you can sign up at openpeacefulheart.com. So openpeacefulheart, all one word, dot com is where you can go to sign up for meditations. So this meditation, I wrote it earlier this year, but it seems really appropriate for the new year as well. It's called Beautiful Creature. It's based on a poem by Hafiz that I found in a book, and I highly recommend this book. It's edited by Daniel Ladinsky. It's called Love Poems from God. The subtitle of the book is 12 Sacred Voices from East and West. It contains some wonderful poems from diverse authors like St. John of the Cross, Rabia, Mira, Rumi, and it's one that should be on your holiday book list for sure. And this is about a seven-minute meditation, so settle in and let's get started. Let's ground ourselves. Sit, stand, or lie down however you are comfortable. Feel your body sinking into the ground, rooted, tugging on that earth energy deep in the core, pulling it up through your feet, legs, hips, torso, belly, chest, throat, into your head, up and out through your crown, taking that earth energy and commingling it with the sky, moon, sun, stars, and bring all that delightful, powerful energy back down through your crown, your head, throat, chest, belly, torso, hips, legs, feet, fully rooting and grounding you safely. We begin with this poem from Hafiz called Beautiful Creature. There is a beautiful creature living in a hole you have dug. So at night, I set fruit and grains and little pots of wine and milk beside your soft earthen mounds. And I often sing to you, but still, my dear, you do not come out. I have fallen in love with someone who is hiding inside of you. We should talk about this problem. Otherwise, I will never leave you alone. Imagine you are digging. You have just a small hand garden shovel, and with it you are trying to dig this very deep hole in hard, rocky ground. A little bit of dirt comes out with each scoop, and sometimes it almost seems as if you may as well be digging with a tablespoon. You're afraid of what you might find if you dig, but you also know that the best treasure is buried deep. As you dig, you imagine yourself removing layers above this buried treasure. Each scoop you bring up is hard and coarse, but you know you must move through it even though it is difficult. 
these layers have kept the treasure secret and hidden, perhaps even secret and hidden from you. Your desire to rediscover this treasure for yourself is strong enough to push you through the hard work. As you imagine removing these layers, think of what they might represent for you. How have you protected your true self, your treasure, from harm? What is it that drives your desire to find that treasure and share its beauty with the world? As you dig, speak to your true self. I am strong. I am capable. I have light to share with the world. Now, finally, you see a tiny glimmer at the bottom of the hole you have been working so hard to dig. You reach down into the earth. What is it you bring up? Perhaps it is a beautiful, clear diamond, a dark, strong piece of obsidian, or even a smooth beige rock veined with blue. You hold it in your hand. It is small but powerful. You can feel that deep earth energy pulsating, and when you bring it out into the light, that power grows and gets stronger. What does this treasure represent for you? Now that you have found your treasure, you have a choice, and it's truly your choice. Maybe you are ready to hold that treasure up in the sunshine, to let it glow, to let others see it. Maybe you are ready for the fact that not everyone will understand or appreciate your treasure, yet you know that there are many you can serve by sharing your light. But maybe you are not ready, and that is okay too. Sometimes we need more time, more work, to move away all those layers of protection we've placed over our treasure. You get to decide what happens next, and maybe that beautiful treasure you have brought forth needs to rest a bit longer. Maybe under fewer layers this time, or perhaps you can bring it with you Hold it in your pocket. Get used to the feeling of having it close to you again. Imagine yourself now next to this hole you have dug. You are still rooted to the earth, stretched toward the sun, knowing that your treasure is always at hand and that everything you need lies within yourself. As you move toward showing up exactly as you are, living fully in each moment, your purpose is also fulfilled. As you come to believe that everything you need is within you, that you are enough, that your treasure is truly valuable and worthy, you present yourself as complete, whole, and balanced. We close this meditation with another poem from Hafiz. Know the true nature of your sacred beloved, in the loving eyes of the divine, your every thought, word, and movement is always, always beautiful. Namaste. That's beautiful. And it. I was thinking before I came out to the studio, I was um, 
looking at a story on the news, someone who had been um, kind of shamed and insulted publicly by a person in power, what she was saying was how difficult this was for her and how it had changed her life, but also that we forget when we go at each other like this, we forget that we are all human beings. Because even as I'm digging for my treasure, even as I'm uncovering the rocky stuff that I've used to cover up, whatever that is, my essence, my goodness, the person next to me digging for his or her treasure may be a person who I am absolutely at odds with. Mm -hmm. And yet they're digging for their treasure too. And it means if I, if I take what you've written and take that to heart, it means I can't look at anyone and say at a fundamental level you don't have the treasure right I can say we disagree or don't insult me that way or here's how I choose to live my life in relation to you but I can't say of anyone you don't carry or hold that treasure exactly yes that we are when we the divine in us it's that divine in us sees the divine in you it's the um it's that camaraderie that divine camaraderie that we all have that gets that does get buried i think that that really is part of what that buried treasure is right it's the our divine communion with each other is a part of that and how we connect with each other is a significant piece of that and I wonder if that's where compassion starts. That's part of why, to me, open peaceful heart is so important. That when I can, when I can let myself see myself in a different way, I can also then understand people in a different way, right? When I can not just mm-hmm. understand my story, but dream or expand, see something bigger, something more, I can also start to understand people, other people, in a different way. That might be part of what opens up that David Camp work is so powerful. It's part of what opens up those compassionate conversations is my willingness to be present from the place of my treasure and from my kind of assuming that the person I'm talking with holds that treasure too. Absolutely. Yes. That's very, very important that we understand that we all have, well, we all have that potential and that capacity and it, I think the things that we run into is kind of all of those layers, right? It's the layers of, of ick that we have kind of piled on top of everything. That's where we get in trouble with each other, I think, is when we, you know, are those rocky, we're flinging those rocky layers at each other as we're digging for our treasure, I think, maybe is part of what's happening there. Well, and that's less work in the interaction because all that stuff is right at hand. Exactly. Sometimes what is smallest or meanest or greediest or most limiting in me is the thing that comes immediately to the surface, and it takes a moment of sitting or a moment just even just that stopping to take a breath so that I can get underneath that layer so that we're not just hurling rocks at each other. Yes. And, you know, one of the things, too, is how important it is to listen to each other, that it's not just about our conversations, but it's also about listening to people, asking questions, really, truly listening to people, not just superficially listening to them, but listening to what they have to say, um, listening to their stories and and having compassion for their stories and where they are coming from. 
Can you let the listeners know where they can, how they can find the Open Peaceful Heart website and how they can get involved? So Open Peaceful Heart, you can sign up at openpeacefulheart.com. And you can go on there. There are about two years worth of meditations that are on the website. So you can go back and listen to older, you know, some of our older meditations. And then we, on the first Sunday of every month at 6 p.m. Eastern, we have um, meditation time, about 15 minutes. And, um, and you'll find us, uh, we'll be sending, we'll send out information and email to you about how to get onto the call. And that call is open to anybody, no matter where you are. In the world, there's no selling, no yelling, no, um, no like discussion or arguing. All it is is you, you carve that time out of your day from wherever you are in the world, and you say, "I'm going to focus on peace. I'm going to dig for the treasure. For this little bit of time, I will focus on peace in my heart and peace in the world." And I believe that makes a difference. Things change when we do that. Yes, absolutely. Kathy, I agree. thank you for coming into the studio and thanks for putting up with my nonsense. I appreciate right, that well. very much. <laughs> that it's is, a pleasure. That is Kathy Henry. Not only is she now, we find out, immensely wealthy and my <laughs> wife, but she's also the co-founder of Open Peaceful Heart. You can get more information about that at openpeacefulheart.com. You're always welcome over at karenhager.com. If you're listening to this broadcast in December of 2019, on that site you'll find out about the holiday sale where you can take 20% off gift certificate purchases and private intuitive sessions. All that information is there for you at karenhager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time. I'm wishing you peace.